What's good, guys? You are listening to Halftime Coffee with me, Liam Dafter, Halftime Dafter. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is one of my first ever podcasts, so you're going to have to bear with me as I'm still learning. For our first podcast, we have, I hope I get this right, Selena's California's own Jayhawk of Infirmities. What is good, my man? Greetings, brother. How are you? I'm really good. I hope I got that right because I'm awful. Yes, you did. I did. No, you you did great. Holy cow. Selena's California. (laughs) That's mad. I'm, I'm quite impressed with that. So obviously, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to go straight in with it. So like, obviously, how did uh, how did infirmities begin? Like, what's your sort of backstory with that? Well, I've been a frontman, singer, and songwriter for punk bands for about 25 years. Mm. Uh, just spent the last eight years dedicated solely to this project, to infirmities. So we were formed in uh, the streets of Salinas, California. That's my hometown uh, back in 2012. So that's eight years ago now. Uh, the, the idea was to bring our hometown sound. It was like a unique blend of early 80s, Reagan era hardcore mixed with fast, curve grinding, skatecore, thrash, and street funk. Just put it all, put it all in a mixture. You know and- I mean, we wanted to give people a little bit of everything. You put all that, and then what comes together is infirmities. And by the way, I've listened to them, and I've got—I've had the pleasure to watch them live. They are incredible. Thank you. So sorry, I just. Um, but yeah, so anywho, so obviously how I met you is from you doing um, past UK Euro shows. Like, could you tell me a bit about that? Because you—you've done two of them now, if that's right, I believe. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did two European tours. Uh, the first year, we, uh, we we ended up, uh, let's see, all together we've done England, Great Britain, Wales, uh, France, Belgium, Germany, and part of the Netherlands. So we've, we've done quite a bit in the last two summers. We were there for 2018. We came out to do Rebellion for the first time. Mm. It was our first uh, UK appearance was out there, and uh, we played the introducing stage with a bunch yeah. of other bands from around the world. And uh, I brought my daughter up to sing with me, and it actually, it it was unexpected that she was five years old at the time, and uh, it really amazed the crowd, and, and they asked us to come back again, uh, but this time play the main stage. Did you, did you have so. your daughter with you for that one? Yes, we did. So, so awesome. we brought her back, and she came back, and uh, her name's Ezra Skye, so she performs with us uh, and come to England. I love that, and she's just such a sweet, such a sweet kid. Like every time I've seen her, she's just such a delight to talk to. And like for touring as well, that must be so tiring as well for her. And she just put on such a nice face every day. <laughs> well, that's I think that's the beauty of of being five or six years old is you know everything's like an adventure at the time. Yeah. You know? So it was it was like a big a big adventure touring touring the whole time. Uh, I had my wife and daughter there uh, for uh, both summers, and uh, it was actually a lot of fun because anytime we weren't doing the gigs, you know, we were we were checking out all the different parts and everything. So one thing I um, forgot to ask about. So obviously, I know you guys from uh, Ryan Price of Fights and Fires. So obviously he was um, originally going to be your tour driver for that show, <laughs> and obviously yes. 
your guitarist, um, so what, what happened there? Like, because did he make it all the way? Did he make it to Heathrow at least, or? Yeah, <laughs> I'll share a little. I'll, I'll I'll shed some light on that there. So, so we all arrived at the airport that first year, and, and Ryan Price uh, came with uh, high acknowledgments from other bands. Had I had heard good things about Ryan, that he was a great person to hire to be our driver for our tour. We'd never been to the UK. We'd never driven on the other side of the automobile. So we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to uh, risk our lives and hope that we don't hit a car somewhere in between all these dates. And we needed somebody that really knew all all the different areas we were going to be touring in. And we, we knew we'd be pretty lost. We're like, what if we land and our GPS doesn't work in the UK or something? I mean, who knows what could go wrong so so sure enough i heard about brian and uh i gave him a ring and and i hired him to be our our tour driver uh, he had mentioned a little bit he played guitar uh for the band he was in and i had seen pictures of ryan uh i think uh crowd surfing there's like this famous picture of him crowd surfing he's an absolutely insane <laughs> <laughs> Every time, like, cause he used to play my hometown quite a lot. They actually wrote a song about my hometown. And mm-hmm. I, the first time that I had met Ryan, he was playing guitar and he'd come into the crowd. He put the guitar over my shoulder, started doing all the chords and made me start strumming it. Mm-hmm. Now, the catch with that is for some reason, which I can't, I still to this day don't know why. I was in a dress. There is a famous picture of me in a dress playing okay. on Ryan Price's guitar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that, that, wow. That was my that was my first impression of meeting him and I loved it. I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's phenomenal. So it's really crazy how it came to be because we, we all landed in London Heathrow. The whole band was there minus uh, our guitarist uh, who was coming in from Los Angeles. So we were all there. We had met up with Ryan and we're like, where's the guitar player? And so... I ended up texting him uh, while at the airport, and uh, he ended up telling me that, you know, I can't text back, and I'm being asked a bunch of questions, and this and that, and so he was in the room, you know, uh, with customs, and they were asking a bunch of stuff, and he's like, I can't talk right now, you know, so we're like, okay, well, maybe he'll be out, like, in a little while, so let's go get the, we had to rent equipment in London, so we went ahead to rent the equipment, because right after the airport, we were driving straight to Liverpool to play our first show. Yeah. So we didn't have much time to to spare, really, because uh, I think from Heathrow to Liverpool is a good hour and a half. Oh, it's like it's more than that. Yeah. I think you're looking at a good maybe four hours to Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, it was a long ways. Yeah. And ba- basically, he never came out of that room and, like, an hour goes by and we're starting to panic like okay so then i i ended up telling ryan ryan do me a favor go inside and ask for his name at the information booth just say you know you're a driver you're here to pick him up i go you have the british accent they're not gonna ask you anything i go i'm I'm not i'm not going to the desk (laughs) i don't want i don't want to be questioned a bunch of times being the american so you go ask and i'll wait over here in the chair and and let me know what they say so he goes over there and they have him pick up this red phone where he's talking to these guys that are in the interrogation room with him and they end up they end up telling ryan you know uh 
Oh yeah, we have him right here. He's he, you know, he's been detained for about an hour, and we're sending him back to Los Angeles. He's been he's he's, he's been denied entry into the country, and so they told him that on the phone, and he hung up. And then Ryan comes walking to me with this saddest look on his face I've ever seen Ryan have, and he, he was like looking down to the ground, and and he has to come give me this this information, you know. So he comes to me and Ryan's like, I'm so sorry, mate. I am so sorry, mate. I've only seen this happen to one other band from from America and they're sending your guitarist back to Los Angeles. Uh, they, he's been denied entry into the country. And he's like super sad and looking at the ground like he's like freaking out for me. Like he's really like, feels bad for us, you know? God. So I look at Ryan and I go, well, you know, we already hired you to drive. We have all the dates. I go, Ryan, wait a minute. You play guitar, right? And he's like, I do, mate. I go, okay, we're canceling tonight in Liverpool and let's get to your house and we're teaching you the songs. Are you, are you good with that? Can you play guitar? I'll do it, mate. I'll do it, mate, to help you guys out. So literally, we went from Heathrow back to uh, 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 Worcester, where he lives. Mm. And uh, Worcester, that's what he would say, Worcester. And so we, we got back to Worcester, to his house, and literally he was there all night long with the headphones on, uh, learning the music, and literally falling in love with the music overnight. I mean, he would he would learn a song, then he'd come to me in the kitchen and be like, I love this song, I love this song. He's like, it reminds me of like offspring mixed with like this and that and that. And it's so catchy, mate. And so he, he ended up picking up, it's incredible, by the following morning when we woke up, I don't think Ryan slept at all, he was learning music. And we went straight to a rehearsal room, which uh, uh, that Ryan North knew pretty well, I think it was called Sound Waves or something like that. And we went to go, we went to go practice there, and um, we literally taught him like 26 songs in four hours. <laughs> he, he, he had to learn I mean talk about you gotta be a good guitar player to learn quick I mean we we literally he learned the entire set in four hours and then we were off straight to Wales to play the first show that day can I just that, say that as time. well I need to quote one thing about your band if you yeah. miss two minutes you miss you miss a lot of songs like you miss yeah you miss two minutes you miss two songs basically yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. that's like how many songs Infirmity's having a set, but it's it is honestly it blows my mind. And fair play to you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan was Ryan was really a, a huge blessing for us. I mean, he literally saved the tour. If if he was not a guitar player, and I always joke around about this, say he played piano, or he was like some other kind of a musician. We we would have totally been screwed. I mean, we I would have just become a really expensive vacation for two weeks. You know, we, we, I don't even know if we would have played shows at all with no guitar at all. Uh, I might have literally said, "Well, get on the piano, and I'll and I'll sing, and we'll have the bass player and the drummer. You know, we'll make it work somehow." I mean, it, we were really in a desperate need, and. Mm. Oh, thank God, Ryan was an amazing guitarist, and he picked it up right away. So I can imagine. Great. They, 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 it still blows my mind, like how just, just through that, and how you, because I mean, Ryan is your UK guitarist now, right? Yeah, he, he's become a. Let's just say he's earned his stripes. 
he, uh, you know, that, that, that first summer together, we had a blast. And he just rocked every single house. We played so well. Yeah. And at the end of that tour, we got asked to come back to Rebellion to play the biggest room they had, which is the Empress Ballroom main stage with the Descendants. And, of course, I had to have Ryan back on guitar because I'm like, well, this guy's earned it. Ryan, Ryan's a guitarist now. Anytime we go to the UK, there's no need to bring any other guitar player. He is, he is our driver. He's the guitarist. So he definitely earned his stripes. And we had an awesome uh, second tour in 2019. Yeah. I was so, just yeah. going, I couldn't make it 20 shows um, last year. Like, But as I say, hopefully once uh, all this is over, hopefully we get to meet again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll give it some time. You know, I think we all don't think this thing's going to be over anytime soon. Like, quick. No. But I think eventually, when things are good again, we'll definitely be back in the UK. We we love, I mean, we love playing in the UK. My daughter loves London. You know, she got to perform in London on a couple different shows. She got, to, that was the first bar she was kicked out of at age five. Uh, in the bar. Uh, so she'll always have that story about getting kicked out of a bar in Wales at age five. I can imagine her like uh, doing that at school for a report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely fun stuff, you know. Yeah. Fun so obvi- so obviously we're playing Rebellion Festival and then playing all these insane dates in the UK and Europe. So like, and obviously as well as the states. So just wanted to know like what bands you played with like because i bet there's some legendary bands you've played with oh yeah there's there's quite a bit um basically ever since we began we we began in 2012 and uh when we first started the first two years the biggest thing was trying to write uh or, or squeeze you know like 26 songs into 30 minutes and we wanted to be a band that did not stop and we would just go back to back basically what you call a rapid fire attack you know from the time we we go into the first song to the very last song they all connect and we don't stop and we wanted to have that kind of high adrenaline to when we left the stage we're, we're drenched in sweat we've gave it our all so it took a long time to write 30 minute set that was gonna be the the perfect mixture the perfect blend of all those different styles in 30 minutes i always call it like a punk rock time machine where you you literally go through different eras of punk rock you know from like the late 70s early 80s and the the mid 90s and you combine all those styles and that's what you got in 30 minutes of infirmities you, you literally stood there and you've infused yourself into the circle pit and you're not coming out because the music doesn't stop and it just stays fast. So really in in creating the sounds, we were able to tour with Union 13 in 2014. We toured with HR of Bad Brains in 2015. Uh, Michael Graves of the Misfits in 2016. Uh, Total Chaos in 2017. Uh, the Vibrators from the UK in 2018. And MDC also in uh, 2018. In 2019, we did a tour with The Undead featuring Bobby Steele, The Misfits. And uh, other than that, I mean, we've shared the stage with Dead Kennedys, The Addicts, Subhumans, uh, Blank 77, Descendants, This Last Time at Rebellion. 
but yeah, the the list is is pretty long. If I were to go through everybody, but I can imagine <laughs> we've, we've we've been blessed to to we're very grateful and honored that we've been able to uh, do as much as we have. Um, it, it's really crazy. Like when I look back at the flyers and and the pictures and all the shows, it's just it's crazy what we were able to accomplish in the eight years. So. Right. <clears throat> And no, no, no signs of stopping, right? <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, keep keep that no. acceleration going. That's the way. It's, that's the way it's got to be. So, yeah. obviously, I'm going to address the uh, elephant in the room now. Obviously, recently, um, California and uh, some other states have gone into a uh, lockdown. So, yeah, how how are you how are you coping with that? Like, so how are you keeping yourself busy with that? Well, we've been using this time knowing that you know we we can't perform live anywhere right now obviously a lot of venues and clubs are shut down uh people aren't even doing backyard shows which for a little while people i think were trying even in los angeles to do uh take it to the, the underground again and and do them in private but even that's not happening i think the second we're on on our second lockdown now in california and uh i think the second time people just aren't risking uh trying to do underground shows anymore no. I'm, I'm not hearing about that there was sort of a little uh in the midst of letting us out uh in the mist yeah no pun intended in the mist here but yes in the first time when they let us out i think a lot of punk rock underground promoters like in los angeles said well let's throw some punk shows people can wear their masks but a lot of that stuff ended up getting canceled uh, because, you know, people yeah. are just too scared to go out and don't want to risk their lives and stuff like that. So uh, we were having a really great year up until this happening. We had so much great things happening in 2020. Um, uh, in January, uh, we performed at the Punk Rock Swap Meet and with Youth Brigade, The Dickies, Channel 3, Shattered Faith. This was in L.A., Right. And uh, in February and March, we did shows with TSOL, Guttermouth, Agent Orange. And we were set up to go play at Punk Rock Bowling in 2020. And then all this happened in, in March and everything just stopped. You know, we had we had a lot of festivals coming up. It was actually the most festivals Infirmities had ever been on in one year. Oh. And we were we were going to play everywhere. We had a show in Portland, Oregon with Blank 77. So we were super excited about punk rock bowling, and then yeah, the world stopped. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been bad um, down here as well, like with music venues, because recently, the last couple of days, has been um, maybe like four four music venues that I've seen that I've been to have um, shut down recently. So like in Hull, there's uh, the Welly and the Polar Bear, two incredible venues that have shut down, and then obviously mm-hmm. it's happening across the UK. And it, it's really sad to see because, you know, UK independent venues have always had trouble like with licensing and stuff. Like my my hometown of North Bridlington has always been a battle with that. Like uh, mm-hmm. James Williams is a brilliant guy. He, puts, he used to put some crazy shows on back in the day. But I think right. from, from like his years of um, being a promoter, I think we moved to like seven different venues and, and like this place is a small town like it's it's not big at all it's a small little seaside town in the north so it's 
but it's always been a problem and then like covid doesn't really help it now especially with closing actual venues down so like right has there been like trouble with that in california and like across the states or yeah no it's, it's definitely been exactly the same things happening in the states i mean a lot of our uh you know famous venues in in big cities like san francisco and los angeles mm. i mean all of them are struggling a lot of them have you know go fund me's up down here you yeah. know asking for people to donate or they're selling t-shirts at the venue to try to you know get some kind of money just to pay their staff that used to work inside the bars or inside the venue so it's definitely seeing seeing venues close for good is, has been really sad we've seen uh slims in san francisco shut down for good during this thing and and uh a couple other big venues have closed so do you think it's definitely sad to see them go you know do you think the government's done much to try and prevent that or just not bothered um i think they're barely barely starting over here to uh try to help some of the venues i've seen that there's a there's an alliance uh and petitions that venues are asking to be signed uh for everyone to kind of join the fight in in keeping these venues alive yeah. and keeping them in business and that that's happening over here uh but it's not happening fast enough and i i feel like a lot of venues are struggling waiting you know for mm. like this miracle uh to happen um yeah it's just so sad because uh, a lot of these promoters in the uk as well like it's it's their full-time job and they're and obviously if they're not doing shows they're not making money they're not making a living right so i mean like i can't imagine how that'd be like i'm lucky with my job you know they furloughed me i'm still currently furloughed in a minute um but you know i like i do i do have to sort of feel for other places other businesses like that yeah yeah no i mean i mean anyone who's you know has still has a job through all this i mean definitely more fortunate than others i mean there was definitely a lot of people that lost their jobs in this whole thing and uh don't really have a you know another source of income so uh it's definitely it's 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 a tragic thing nobody really saw it coming and it no it just kind of came and wiped everything out so it's uh and you know we're still dealing with it today you know it's going to be a while we don't really know when things will change like i so, keep i just um, keep hearing like this is the new normal and it, it, it it's scary like it's scary to live through something like this you know you hear yeah. about things from like centuries ago and you kind of think no that'll never happen and then boom here's covid it's yeah it's insane right so um, i think we should probably move on to a brighter uh, subject sure so sure, sure. you're 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 um, going to be a, um you're going on a documentary is that right yeah well there's a film that's uh pretty much been in the works now for about a year and a half so we're we're pretty much in production with a a full documentary uh a movie uh indie film uh director by the name of Jeremy Mowry who's out of Los Angeles uh he he's the one directing this documentary and it's it's basically uh going to be the life story of me growing up in Salinas California being in different bands uh promoting shows in this area for about 20 years and 
it, it documents my life story and then it also tells the story of infirmities and how from when we began and what we were able to to accomplish in these eight years and it's it's going to be an interesting story we've interviewed uh other people from bands that people would know of uh, to be in the documentary as well like we've got an interview in there with hr bad brains jack from tsol um um Black from the Dwarves. Uh, it's got a lot of different people in there. Agent Orange is in there. Basically, they're all sharing their experiences of playing shows with infirmities and the different tours that we've been on. Yeah. And so uh, it's 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 definitely not finished, but we're in the process of editing about a year and a half of live footage, interviews. Um, we're actually now in the process of editing it all down and. Um, uh, we were going to keep filming and keep filming uh, more shows, but obviously all the shows came to a freeze. So uh, we're using this time to, to basically uh, work on the film and, and decide what, what we want to keep, what we're going to do. So um, I'm hoping we can release it in 2021, but, you know, we'll see how movie theaters are by then and, and how film... Uh, premieres are by then if if not it might be 2022 who knows um but we want to have a, a proper uh, uh movie premiere and all that kind of stuff so yeah will there be any way that you can watch it watch this in other countries like uk australia for example oh yeah once we once we get it out there um we'll definitely be available to uh probably stream it or, or purchase it somehow um, yeah we'll definitely have it be global once it's once it's out okay so we're pretty we're pretty excited about it so um the name of the film it's it's called just the kid from salinas me being it's basically my life story and it's exciting to be able to share this and help encourage other other people not to give up on their dreams and uh you know that's really that's really the main point of this film is to to encourage uh, new bands that are coming up, um, you know, musicians who have maybe been in it for a while and they're struggling to hang on. Um, uh, it's really what I what what we aspired to to accomplish in this film was to to show that someone from a small town like myself, a band like Infirmities, could end up in the middle of the UK one day or Europe and yeah, you know, some of the things we've done. So it's really to you know give a sense of positive a positive message to everybody to hang in there so absolutely yeah. so i mean like how did that come about do you know so do you know the director or was it like just sort of random uh did, did what come about the film or or the touring and everything so Sorry. like <laughs> about asking you about um being on the documentary well, we met we met Jeremy because he did another um, he did a, a, a short film a few years ago where he just focused on uh, backyard shows, backyard uh, punk shows in LA, right. and we were featured in that film in one of the backyard shows in Riverside, and um, so he interviewed us uh, a few years back. And so that film did really well. It was, it was a small indie film, 
that he he had in some of the it actually premiered in LA on the big screen and everything and he he's won some some uh, some awards for his indie films and so uh, once he once he did all that uh, he was looking for a new project and we already knew him because you know like I said he interviewed us at one point and we had somebody else who was interested in doing a documentary on us but it really wasn't going anywhere and i think a year went by and i said well i think if anything we should work with jeremy because he we know he's solid and and he's showing he's, that he's, much interest yeah he's showing interest and, and he's serious about what he does you know this is what he wants to do so so at that point you know i reached out to him and he said well I, i'm excited to work on a, on a new project and you know, I'll come out and start filming all your live shows. It's really what we needed was somebody who was willing to actually drive to all the shows, put in the time and be there. It and, takes a lot of dedication for that. And that's the sort of thing yeah. you need as well, I imagine. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to find that person who's going to, you know, come out and, and document everything. Um, and Jeremy really had the heart uh, and was willing to to put in that effort and he really did i mean for a year and a half he drove from like los angeles to san francisco uh just dedicated to come film you know live clips and interviews and talk to us and the bands and it really does take all that you know Um, yeah and uh so we're really grateful we're really really grateful to have jeremy um directing this thing and and taking the initiative you know to do all that so Mm. Yeah, I like I I just I love that sort of thing. I I remember when you told me, I was so stoked for you about it. Like, because it's just it's not something you come across all the time. You that you don't normally get someone who goes, "Hi, I'd like to make a film about you. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this. I want to come to all your shows." Like, you don't get that many people who are that dedicated. Right. Right. So so I mean like that that <clears throat> it's just getting asked that. I bet I bet that was such a good feeling like oh you know it was amazing i mean and and the thing is you know we 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 wanted our story to be told because it it was becoming something where you know we were we were playing sometimes you know seven or eight shows a month you know in los angeles las vegas san diego san francisco i mean we were always in the van going somewhere and the thing is when your life is going that quick and you're going from show to show, show to show, show to show. I mean, who's filming that? Who's capturing that? I mean, yeah. it's like time's going by and somebody should write something about this or film something. And, you and you know, being a band on the road, of course, you, you put up little clips, you put up pictures on your Instagram or whatever. But it doesn't really tell everything what it's like. You know, when you watch a film like a documentary, you really get a true sense of, what it's like on the road what it's like on those tours you know who did you meet you know what happened and and that was really what we wanted someone to literally follow us around you know and be with us and, and he wanted to, he wanted to be that guy and that that's really hard to find most people don't have the time or aren't going to make the time so uh, yeah it, it was definitely exciting to find somebody that had enough heart to pursue the mission with us I can imagine, like, it's just got to be the best feeling. So, as far as that goes, so what are your pla- what's the future plans for Infamies? Like, what, where can you see yourself within the next few years? Like, well, right now we're, 
during during lockdown, um, it's really seems like a great time for us to work on new songs. So that's what we've been doing. Uh, we're yeah. in the process of recording uh, our, our full length album, uh, which is going to be 22 songs. The name of that LP is Brood of Vipers. It'll be a, a 12. That's like a whole new set list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, and we're, we're constantly writing. I mean, we haven't let the lockdown slow us down. Uh, matter yeah. of fact, I just wrote a song about the lockdown, which I call Cell Block Earth. Uh, which is a term that I came up with basically saying we're all locked up in cell block first together. It doesn't matter whether you're in the UK, in California, anywhere on this planet Earth, we're all locked in together. So we're in, we're, we're all sharing a cell if, if, uh, here that's, on planet Earth. So that's my concept with it. So That's the best way to look at it as well. Like you get so much neg- negativity. And I mean, I find myself on days where I, I hate lockdown. I hate that I can't go see my friends or go see my family. But then I do kind of realize it's not just me who's who's feeling like this. You know, you're not alone. Anyone, right. everyone's going to have their bad days. And it's it, it can be horrible. But there's some times where I'm feeling super creative. And like, as I think that's what I share with you on that. Yeah. And it's and it's such a good time to do it as well. Like, you know, you've got not you've not got a lot to do. You're at home, you're on furlough, you know, try that new hobby, try try that song you want to learn on guitar, any anything like that. And it's it is the perfect time to do that, I think. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And right now people need to try to take advantage of that. I mean I, I, I know it's hard to get together with your whole band sometimes, you know, during things like this. But what I found is that, you know, you know, we still have our phones. We have enough technology. You yeah. know, my car player sends me a riff and I come up with lyrics at home. And then we you know, we gather up the guys at some point and work on it full band. But really there's nothing to really stop you from being creative other than your own mindset, you know. And if you can keep a positive mindset, and sometimes the music is the best way to, to stay inspired and, and to stay positive uh, through something like this. And uh, so we've really, we've really turned to that because we know that it's, it's the one thing that we have that, that you know, brings us joy uh, to, to share for, for the generation ahead, you know, that, that we, we aren't able to see the generation face to face at this very second because of not having live shows and, and stuff. But we are able to, uh, we created a music video uh, recently, which is on our YouTube uh, page. And we, we got people involved at home to be in the video with us, you know, people circle pitting in the living room and and uh, stage diving like into their couch, you know, from like the TV or something. And we, we wanted to make this video where we had um, uh, our infirmities fans, people in bands, and get everybody involved while they were in lockdown. And we call it uh, we called it Locked In Together 2020. And uh, it's basically like I think it's only about I want to say maybe. I'd say like six songs in four minutes or something. <laughs> Once again, we can fit a lot of music in a short amount of time. I want to say it's about maybe five, five or six songs in four and a half minutes. And in, in those four and a half minutes, you'll see 
at least 30 or 40 clips of people uh, inside their own living rooms just going nuts with masks on or whatever. And, yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really great. Um, something I want you to check out. Um, so I'll, I'll share all of our all social media links. Uh, yeah, please. If anyone's interested. So we have a we have our own YouTube channel, which is uh, basically youtube.com slash we are infirmities. Uh, that's spelled I-N-F-I-R-M-I-T-I-E-S. So uh, if you go to that, that's our own channel. We have over 100 live uh, shows on our page. So you can definitely skim through a bunch of uh, awesome stuff on there. So, um, And then we also have our Facebook page and our Instagram which are both under uh, We Are Infirmities. So, you know, of course, facebook.com slash, everybody knows that, uh, We Are Infirmities. Um, so we're under the same thing for Instagram and Facebook. So, okay. Honestly, guys, make sure you check, you check them out because they are absolutely incredible. And if you ever do get a chance to watch them live, do it because it is an absolute experience. So, obviously, you've, you've, have you also got merch? believe we do we do uh if anyone's interested uh, let's see we have quite a bit of merch available online and so what i'm gonna do here let me see give me one second here pull up the list first of all we have our own skateboards uh we have infirmity skate decks which uh which are available at maltsoda.com which is our record label we're on Malt Soda Records, so shout out to Scooter Buell uh, out there uh, chilling in Alaska right now. Um, <laughs> literally killing because it's cold. <laughs> yeah, <but. laughs> uh, Scooter Buell. We're on Malt Soda Records, uh, which is home of of some some pretty awesome bands on the label. Uh, so we had RKL, Fang, Verbal Abuse, uh, China White. Those are some of the other bands that were on Malt Soda Records. Uh, we've also got some other new bands um, that are also on the label that are worth checking out. Um, one of them you want to look out for, um, they're, they're called Justified Anger, also really good, out of uh, Southern California. Um, so yeah, if you go to mossoda.com, you'll find that we've got skateboards for sale there, and we got vinyl records for sale. We got a 7-inch there of our first EP with uh, has eight songs and uh, it's a seven inch but it fits eight songs so you got four songs on side A four songs on side B comes with a free patch a free sticker I believe and you get a free digital download when you buy the record I think it's ten bucks so it's a pretty sweet deal Um, and all of our stuff's available internationally so you know anyone listening in the UK or in Europe um, uh, you can there's there's a link there where you can message Scooter directly and he'll give you special pricing to uh, send stuff out uh, to Europe or internationally so you're able to buy the vinyl and everything there um, we also have another link that's uh, a social revolt store where we have t-shirts and um, caps available basically the flipped up cap that everyone's used to um, uh, picking up and uh, so we've got those available there too awesome 
Well, thank you so much for um, coming on my first podcast, man. Like, I really appreciate this. Can I also add that you are actually in your car right now to get some peace? Yeah, well, you know, when... <laughs> I'm a family man, too. So, you know, that you, you can't be in the house, you know, with, uh, you know, having kids running around or people having the TV in the background or whatever it is, you know. Uh, sometimes to get some peace and quiet, you got to go chill in your car you know yeah so that's awesome but thank you guys so much for listening please make sure you go check out infirmities jason can you give me that one more time for your social links please i'm sure um uh basically maltsoda.com uh for facebook and instagram it's we are infirmities.com uh and for our youtube channel it's uh youtube.com slash we are infirmities once again so as long as you remember we are infirmities it's the same for youtube facebook and instagram so we have all three of the same thank you so much guys thank you so much for checking us out make sure you check out infirmities if you could like this share it let us know what you think thank you so much for tuning in have a sick day guys take care bye